Praise God. <laughs> oh, well, I had so much fun in the first service, so I'm, I get to double dip <laughs> and have fun with y'all here in the second service, hey? Amen. Um, my name is Adam, and before I go too much further, I just want to share, I never used to get words of knowledge like Mandy. I just never did. And I one time asked the Lord, who's really generous, he's the father of lights, who gives good and perfect gifts to his kids. And I just asked him, I was like, God, I, I would hear stories like Mandy's, and I was like, I want that. Like, I know there's a, there's a violent rushing wind in me, like the Holy Spirit lives in me, and I, and I want to see him actually like, ah, reach out through my life and touch people, because he had so touched me and transformed my life. And so I, I just asked him, I was like, God, can I, can I have that word of knowledge thing? Has anyone prayed that? You know what's really cool about the gospel? Is it works. <laughs> it, it actually, because it's, he's alive. We just celebrated Easter. He's actually alive. And so because of truth and faith, I just asked him. And I shortly after that started moving and, and getting words of knowledge. And it came with risk. Right? Where all of a sudden you hear that like, as Mandy said, the punch in the gut. And then you hear that whisper, and you just look like, oh, is this you? And then you step over, and then you see him move. Because I realized that when I got born again of God, like Peter's letter says that I was born again into a living hope, and then his second letter says that I've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. So he actually empowered me as his son, as a disciple, he gave me everything I need to actually walk with him. And so to actually think that I can't would be an unwise, a way, or unwise way to approach life because his word says I can. So based on truth, I'm like, oh, I've got everything. So I ask, I seek, and I receive. I step over, and all of a sudden, oh, I fi I'm finding him move. Amen? You know God, so ask him, receive, and then obey. And as you obey, you'll grow in maturity and grow in discernment, and you'll see greater fruitfulness just because you're abiding in the one who's called you to obey. Amen? Um, yeah, so again, my name is Adam. It's such a joy and honor to be just counted as a friend of this church and this house. Um, just because I love Pastor Paul. Did anyone see his Facebook pictures yesterday? <laughs> They're wonderful. I actually thought about putting it on my screensaver on my phone, but uh, I didn't. But it's just a joy to, ha to know that you have a pastor who just deeply loves his family and then likes to have fun. It's good things, good, it's good qualities to lead a church. Um, so this, this is what's beautiful is that the gospel actually has the potential to change our lives, right? And it has changed our lives and it's made us right with God in which everything that happened at the fall with Adam and Eve, Jesus has redeemed and, and actually made a way for us to walk with God again face to face, 
right? Like 2 Corinthians 4, 6 actually says that the one who said, let light shine, has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God in the face of Christ. It actually says like, we actually have received the revelation of who God is. And we actually walk in the same measure that Jesus walked with the Father. That's what he's allowed us to come in and become partakers of. That's why Mandy heard a voice. In the same way that Jesus was walking around, doing good and destroying the works of the devil, freeing everyone who was afflicted under the devil's tyranny, he was watching what the Father was doing and partnering and doing the same. And in that same, same thing, that's what Jesus paid for when Mandy heard that voice. That the very like nature and character and power and fight of God that was in the Son of God, Mandy was born again into, she just got to like get a little feisty with it. Hey? Because God makes us brand new creations and then causes us to be his ambassadors where his ministry and mission and his power and kingdom become ours. He is very intent to actually see the ministry of Jesus, the person of Jesus actually be represented well through our lives. Could share so many stories. Just the last time I was here was at the, in October, and there was about 50 of us who descended from across the nation to be with you all. And we did this event called Every Disciple Sent because we're like, we want to see Christians, we want to see believers actually walking like Jesus and actually making him known. And, and what I've seen, like we've been across the country in the last year, the Lord just put it on our hearts. So like you have to go across the country and like equip as many people as possible to share the gospel. And we found that Canadian believers know they should share the gospel. They want to, but often they don't know how. So they just don't know. They just never really do. And then we found is we're just giving crazy simple tools, crazy simple, like how to hear God, how to share the gospel, how to pray for someone. We've seen now so many people come to faith and not through people holding microphones, but through obedient believers who are just like, yep, we're going to step into this moment. A friend of mine who is actually here, his name is Ian, but Ian all of a sudden, he is, Ian is, I think, around 70. And Ian just recently was way, way, way up north in Nunavut. He's an electrical engineer. And all of a sudden, he's caught a vision of the ministry of Jesus, him being an ambassador and a new creation. He's caught a vision of that for his life. And so being at an airport, he's with our one friend, Todd, and they're going through. And um, now, Todd, if you don't know him, some of you met Todd, he, he's just a very unique looking individual, wonderful human, but he always gets stuck at those like random screenings at the airport because just the way he composes himself because he just walks around like this. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, and they're like, hey, and he's like, God loves you. <laughs> so he, see, 
Ian's with them the entire time. And in this moment, they go up and there's a random screening and as Ian's there looking and, and being randomly selected for this security process, Ian's like, hey, you've got something going on in your back. And the girl goes, what? Like, he's like, yeah, pain. It's like on the left side here. What's going on there? And she's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, hey, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Could I pray for you? And she's like, what? And then she just started to weep because she also was a Christian but had been contending for a person in her family just like crying out to God. And this just moment reminded her that he was with her. And Ian Olson just like, he came back full of vigor and fight and passion because God had breathed on his life and used him to impact this girl. At a security screening in an airport coming back from Nunavut. Hey? Because come on, you're a kingdom people. And God actually paid an incredible price to actually allow his work to be done through you so that you would become like an Ian. You would be like a Mandy. You would live like the great King Jesus everywhere you go. And that Moncton, your family, your workplace, everywhere you go is actually looking, looking for the resurrection power of Jesus displayed through your life. The yieldedness of him in his death and the, and the willing just to worship and adore him and just lay your life down to be found in, in the likeness of his death, but that you might, might partake in his resurrection so that people would see and start to perceive that God is here. Hey? There's this, this beautiful verse in Acts 3.24. And it, it's just this, it's just a wild kind of unique verse, but it, it's when Peter, there's a little bit of persecution happening now. He's starting to preach and actually share what's been happening as the Holy Spirit has been poured out on, his, on the church. And so he's going through it a couple things, and he's, he's sharing to all these different um, Pharisees and Sadducees, and he says this one verse, and he goes, and likewise, verse 24 in chapter 3, and likewise, all the prophets who've spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also have announced these days. And it's this interesting thing because he's referencing Samuel and he doesn't go further back to any of the judges, to any of the patriarchs. He just says, like Samuel, from Samuel onward, they have announced these days. And in this thing is, in the ministry of Samuel, what Samuel's prophetic mandate ministry gave birth to was the kingdom age of Israel. Through Saul, then David, Absalom, uh, Solomon, he gave, it was Samuel's ministry that actually created a shift for a kingdom to exist, right? But the kingdom actually existed in God's heart before Samuel. In Deuteronomy, he, he actually talks to Moses. I think it's Deuteronomy 19, but he actually says that you'll be to me like royal priests, royal kings, and you'll be ministers of God. And so this dream of this kingdom was actually in the heart of God before Samuel, 
And then it comes in this moment that in chapter 3 of 1 Samuel, it actually says that in those days, a vision or a word from the Lord was very rare. There was a season in which there was like no God activity. And then Samuel has this prophetic call as a boy. His mom prays, has a baby, names him Samuel, gives him to the Lord. And he has this this encounter with God as a boy and is ministering to the Lord just alone as Eli and the son slept. And then at the end of chapter three, it actually says this, then the Lord appeared again at Shiloh because he revealed himself by the word of the Lord to Samuel. And Samuel, his life given to God, ministering to the Lord alone, pouring out to the Lord, ministering to his heart, attending to the ark, caused a shift and God appeared again. What's wild about this is that Jesus then says about John the Baptist that of all the prophets, so Samuel's a great prophet, but of all the prophets, Jesus says, John was the, he was the greatest. And then in the next breath, Jesus says, and the least in the kingdom is greater than John. And now there lays this great authority that Samuel's story, his ministry, was actually prophesying about you. That the kingdom that he brought about never reached its its prophetic death. It never reached what it was always meant to because it wasn't fulfilled in Jesus. And now Jesus has given you a kingdom. And that kingdom is declaring through your life that God has appeared again. And it's not your Shiloh, it's your workplace. It's your family, it's at Costco. Then God appeared again at Costco. Hey, what if Costco saw more healings and salvations than a church building? But what Jesus paid for is that his kingdom would actually bear his ministry and his fruit. And there's this beautiful thing, and this, this is the, the, really what I, I'd love to encourage you with this morning is, is this. Samuel ministered to the Lord alone, poured out his life to God, And when he heard God, in that encounter with God was the DNA, the substance of heaven that had the potential to actually cause an entire nation to shift. And I want to propose to you that in your encounter, because John's greater than Samuel, and you're greater than John in the kingdom. So what Samuel experienced through his obedience 
It's actually speaking and prophesying to you that you can experience the same. That in the encounter you've had with God actually has the DNA required to see a shift happen. I use this example in the, the first service. I used to be an addict and I was using drugs to actually try to band-aid my own depression and my own desire to take my own life. When someone shared the gospel with me, I first thought it was just a pile of crap. Like I just did not think it would actually, but I was so desperate. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll try church. And then I was at church and watching all these people, like people like you, standing with their hands up and like putting their faith and their trust in something. And I was like watching you, but just years ago, going like, this is real. And the worship of this church provoked my heart to go like, this is real. And then I had an encounter where his love came and so set me free from depression and from drug use and from suicide that I just walked out of it. Like I just was delivered from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. Walked out of it. But then that encounter became a weapon because now I've seen what he's able to do to someone who's trapped in addiction. Hey, God appeared to me so that I would be sent as his. So when I meet that same, that same devil of addiction, that same thing that holds people, I'm just like, not today, right? What he's done in you is a weapon for someone else. And his spirit actually wants to come and actually use you in his hand to actually fight for people who need a new kingdom. It's who you've always meant to be. That the son of God, this is what 1 John says, the son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And he has fully authorized you as a kingdom people to do the same. That's why I love here at Glad Tidings, you pray for the sick. You believe in miracles. You pray for the dead to be raised because you're allowing your hearts and your faith to be stretched to match what he said is possible. Amen? Amen. And so this, I want to do two things, and I'm going to ask Kristen to come up. Because um, I just, I believe there, there's just this, this thing. Um, if you, I've seen this a couple times just being here in Moncton, so I just want to go after it. Um, I've been here since Friday and, and actually seen a handful of people's like feet be healed. In another service I was at on Friday night, because I just believe want, God wants to like empower your go. Right, because he's actually clothed us with the full armor of God, and part of that is the preparation, the shoes of peace, to go with the gospel to share it. So I would just like, if you have pain in your feet, if there's anything going on, nerve damage, ankle pain, whatever, could you just put up your hand? Awesome. So just keep your hand up. Anyone who's around them, would you just reach a hand over to them? And we're just going to pray, because I believe that God actually just wants to heal, not just because he's really good and he's generous, it's who he is, 
but he also just wants as a sign gift to be like, this is a sign that your go, he wants to empower your go. It's really special on Friday night, this girl, her, her ankle got healed and she was like, I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow. And then we like held her to it. It was really fun. And she was like, I actually don't go to the gym. And we're like, well, you're gonna now. <laughs> so keep your hands up if no, and then just either lay a hand on these people, but Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you that you're restoring the go and you're healing and you're causing physical healing right now. So we strengthen the ankles and the knees, the legs of every person with a hand up right now. In the name of Jesus, we command pain to leave, nerve damage to be restored. Thank you, God, for what you're doing right here in this room. Thank you for your, your presence and your fire touching them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, great and mighty Holy Spirit. And we're going to give room because he is healing. It's really good. So I want you to test it out. We'll just take, just take a minute for that. Did anything shift for anyone in their ankle? You might have to wave your hand or something just so we know. Did, anything, did something shift? Amazing. Is it gone? Better? Gone? Praise God. You too? Yeah? Anyone else not get have full, like it's like partial or? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Get her, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We just honor you that you are the one who came for us. Thanks for listening to the GT Moncton podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to get the sermon as soon as it's released. If you have any questions or want to get connected, go to gtmoncton.com. For live streams and other videos, check out the GT Moncton YouTube channel and follow us on social media at GT Moncton to stay up to date on what's going on. God bless.